0: What's up, Butt Pirate Nation? What's up? What's going on? We got we got Greg on the phone with us. What's, What's up? up, Butt Pirate Nation? What's going on, Greg? I'm not a whole
1: lot. Just excited to make the uh, first appearance on the pod. Other than maybe uh, a few side comments here during the draft when uh, Randy or the real guru was on there. So I'm prepping here for uh, a couple hours last night and tonight as well. And uh, happy to be part of Trade too.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, welcome. Uh, I hear you, uh, because because you're a banker, you got a little uh, stocks rising, stocks falling for us. Is that correct? Yeah, exactly. So, with uh, Joe's uh, hashtag
1: banker pants inspired um, type strategy here, I went with a uh, got money market uh, stock report. Um, We're always talking about buyers and Settlers in the market, so I figure would say who stocks up, who stocks down. Um, looking kind of at criteria, I looked at quality performance of the team, especially over the past couple of weeks. Um, you know, guys that are performing kind of at the peak right now, or if they uh, were doing better in the season and falling off. I uh, also looked at the budget for the next couple of years and then um, kind of my thoughts on each owner, uh, general manager. Uh, their ability to pull something off here uh, leading into the playoffs.
2: I love it. Sounds good. Uh, so, so where do you, where you start?
1: Uh, I'm going to lead off with myself. I'm going to start with the gangsters. Um, basically, I've got myself as uh, rising up. Um, I'm happy with my team this year, happy with performance, uh big win over the Pirates um, last week that kind of irritated him and inspired him to go out there and make some shitty trades today, so we'll (laughs) talk about
0: that. Yeah, we'll Um, we'll be getting into those later. Oh, yeah.
1: And uh, basically, I knew Buzz was going to come in loaded this season with um, getting a superstars with the big budget that he had after last year, so I came in basically hoping to be a wild-star team and maybe challenge Buzz for the uh, title this year, so I'm happy with where I'm at. Um, Budget after the K trade it's down there kind of one of the lower budgets on the 150, 168 um, so not a whole lot of cash where I'm going to be making a bunch of moves over the next uh, few days but still positions me where I can have a couple guys for next year um, that Arian Foster trade before uh, he went out there and pulled his groin or whatever he did um, I kind of pulled the wigs and pissed away some draft cash there so um, that put me back and then Kind of been able to rally from there. Um, my strategy that I kind of went with after the Foster fort- uh, injury uh, kind of was a de facto zero RB strategy um, and loaded up on those wide receivers. I uh, could have kept um, Devontae Freeman for I think it was either eight or ten bucks. Um, so that might have, I don't know if that would have been good or bad. Um, probably wouldn't have a Julio if I did that. So that could have kind of changed my season, probably for the good, but who knows on that. Um, so it's kind of been a topic of conversation the past couple weeks about my lack of running backs. Um, obviously not the lack of effort, Just hitting up those side chats, hitting up those cells, <laughs> uh, seeing what was out there. Um, but it's been – obviously running backs are valued, and going into the draft, there weren't a whole lot available. Um, out there now, if, if people have a good running back, they usually have a pretty good record, so um, they weren't looking to sell. And, and, and as Joe pointed out, I'm pretty calculated in my moves, so hoping this Forte one pays off this week.
0: So is Forte back this week, you think?
1: Uh, I have a feeling he plays. Night, of course, when we were talking, trying to sell me and say that he felt like he was on play last week. Right. But, um, when I made the trade, I knew he wasn't, I didn't expect him to play against St. Louis. I've kind of looked at it as a, a two-week injury, and so I feel like he might come back this week um, if he feels good. Obviously, they've got the luxury with uh, your boy Jeremy Langford there.
0: Oh, yeah. Um,
1: but, I, but I feel like once he comes back, it's probably going to be you know, kind of his established role with and Langford in there, maybe getting them both out there at the same time since they both um, can catch the ball pretty well. So excited about that. I think he'll get in there this week. If not, um, I'm all right as far as record-wise, and really I got him to uh, make a splash in the playoffs.
2: The one thing I'll say about your team, um, your wide receivers have been awesome, mm-hmm. and you got to love having Allen Robinson go against that shitty Saints defense championship week. So if you can make it that far, uh, you got a real good shot because he might go for like 250 and three that week.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I was loving it. They were, uh, I was listening to a little bit of the uh, series. Uh, fantasy XM, uh, I think it was yesterday morning I had it on and they were talking about uh, kind of daily fantasy and um, then also for the guys that get to the Week 16 championship game if they've got Bortles or if they've got uh, Allen Robinson or something like that. So I do love that matchup um, against basically the, uh, the defenseless uh, Saints there.
2: <laughs> Very nice. Who's next?
1: So we've got uh, continuing with the Gangsters. Uh, we've got Buzz Boy. I've got him as a riser, too. Um, I had on the pod a couple weeks ago. I would have looked at him and said he was probably underperforming. Uh, but he came out strong this week, and I kind of see him continuing that trend. Um, I think basically he's in a good spot, uh, him and I, to um, get two playoff spots, kind of battle each other out for the Gangsters' crown here. Uh, with our matchup this week. Um, it's a big matchup. He has OBJ, uh, Antonio Brown, and Big Ben all out. Yeah. We have Breeze out. Um, so we aren't really at full strength and not really a test uh, of what might happen if we match up in the playoffs. Um, but we'll see how that one goes down. Uh, he's at a budget of 178, 145, so not huge money, spent a lot of it. Uh, the thing is with Buzz team, I feel like with how loaded it is, uh, he's got kind of those keepable assets, and he can definitely pull some traits and uh, unload the guys that he's not keeping in the offseason to get back up there, um, or he's on a spot next year draft, pretty good spot. Um, Buzz, I, I was just kind of thinking from his stocks, and they always talk about buying low, selling high type approach, that other forms of business, and Buzz doesn't really seem like that type of guy in Canada. Um, He's more of your uh, going after the established name type guy, um, the Alabama running backs in the draft. <laughs> like that, uh, love, love some of those guys from the SEC. So um, He's not really, obviously he got OBJ, and I can't remember if he got OBJ after uh, he had come back from being hurt when he got that trade last year, but uh, Buzz doesn't really necessarily seem like that guy that's out there looking for that diamond at the rock. And his, basically, his budget this year has allowed him to go out there and get those superstars. So um, as long as he's got the money to go out there and get those guys that he wants, um, it seems seem to work for him. Um, but as far as basically if he spends it all away there, he could be in trouble there. Um, so that's kind of where I'm looking at Buzz. team. Buzz good spot. Like I said, him and I kind of challenging each other, Um, which brings me to Joe. Gangster has been strong um, all year long. I see Joe kind of as a downward trend. Now, I say that, and I have that there before he made that trade tonight. Um, So I don't know where that's going to put him if he's going to try to make uh, kind of some bigger splashes throughout the uh, rest of the week. Or if he's going to kind of stay put after that trade. So does that team where he basically he did the opposite instead of loading up on the wide receivers, he's loaded up on the running backs. Uh, I think at one point he had like four like RB1s basically like ready to go at the beginning of the season, but kind of injuries, and that's some of those guys that let him down. Um, he, had, he had some losses. Um, let's see, I thought he lost Jason and Nye the past couple of weeks, so that's kind of hurt him. Challenge for the uh, division title, but I see it where he can still challenge that wild card, and I'm predicting three gangsters in. uh, Three uh, in. I'm predicting it. All right. Joey Schefter, Joey Schefter, (laughs) with those moves, he's gonna get his way in. Gangsters gonna be strong.
2: Well, we got we got a lot of people five and five right now, but he's definitely in the driver's seat. uh, With he's got like what 940 points or so. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's like right
1: behind me or right there. Like Randy, him, and I are all right there as far as point totals. So even though his record um, doesn't reflect that, he's right up there. So if there are, it comes down the tiebreaker there. He's obviously got the edge in that. And I don't think that'll change uh, over the next three weeks. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, so his budget bumped up a lot. I kind of had it down in there where he was solid, but now he's even better in that position um kind of gave him a boost there um one thing some of his players and he had talked about it, i feel like two are guys that aren't necessarily sellable assets in the off season. so like your andy dalton and stuff like that that have done well for him this year aren't necessarily guys that he's going to be able to parlay and like a big payday uh to be able to draft other guys next year is how i kind of look at that but uh he's obviously got demarco um his china jersey matching china jersey to go with it so <laughs> uh unless somebody throws out like a, a day in chicago with dof scene and a trade offer, i don't see joe getting rid of demarco
0: no that's that's probably that's his that's his centerpiece
1: yeah at, at one point i feel like last year or preseason we were talking about uh, his running backs and he said that he's almost basically untouchable so um so Joe, obviously we talked about before, he's Joey Schefter, always doing his research and things like that. Kind of wish Joe uh, wasn't in my division at times. Talking to him, you know, being able to talk strategy, I feel like he's always got a kind of an angle that he's pitching. So it's tough to talk strategy with him in that same division, but um, I think he'll be able to finish strong unless he does decide to sell off some of those running backs that we talked about.
2: Well, and speaking of finishing strong, who's that last uh, division member there for the
1: gangsters? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, kind of the opposite of strong uh, all year long for Ricky Davis. Uh, Rick peaked, I think, about two weeks ago with his win over Randy, which will help everybody else in the playoff kind of in the seedings there. Um, But if if I would have looked at it probably about week five, Rick would have been my pick for Buck. I think everybody was kind of looking at the same thing right there um but that, and kind of i think what inspired him is he thought back to the last time that he bought me some drone. uh which was on my 21st birthday and ended up with me throwing up on his arm so i think uh, he didn't want that again stuff so yeah i think he cinched up those old sacks and i uh, got a couple wins to last, uh, avoid buying a drone bottle
0: <laughs> good stuff uh,
1: so Rick Rick's obviously, he's got some money. He had that Darren McFadden trade last weekend. So let's put him where he's got money. Um, they, so if he does kind of pay attention to what's going on in the market um, in the off season, I think he can make some moves there. Um, and then obviously if there's anybody uh, under or over the age of 35 that has a career year next year, um, he can pick those guys up. Um Rick, he, Joe talked about last week Rick him liking having our division. I don't think Rick's that bad, but I think Rick's kind of just met, like not maxing out uh, the full Butt Pirate League experience there. <laughs> you know, he, he he hops on the Group Me and gets those good one liners in there. But
0: yeah, he's good for his zinger more. here and there.
1: <laughs> yeah, we we need more of Rick in the Butt Pirate really League. <clears throat>
0: maybe answer maybe answer a text here and there or so something like that
1: yeah you know you know a, a group me message he did i did get a reply from him before he traded uh McFathen, So and was good to actually hear that he does talk to other people other than chat when he's willing to make a trade. so that's <laughs> good to hear uh next we've got up the thugs so randy i've got randy as trending down yeah um His stock, uh, three weeks ago, uh, people were talking about him going undefeated and kind of buying in that whole team. Uh, But the heat's on right now for Randy. Um, Group me is kind of ripping into him tonight, which I love to hear. Uh, (laughs) Basically, he's not off the hook for being a butt pirate yet. We need to talk more shit about Randy because, I mean, look at his trade and some of those moves there. Um, which you guys said we'll talk about later on but basically he put together a pretty good squad and it seems like he was content to sit with them for a while um, before going out there and spending all that cash um, so basically another thing I made a note here where Randy was uh, bitching about me being lucky I forget what it was it was during uh, kind of the late games last week uh, maybe when Adelman got hurt or something like that Yeah, and it's so the uh, the Toyota stats from uh, the wrap up from the matchup uh, this week said that um, if they played the same schedule as Randy, I would be nine and zero. Wow! So nice. so add that in there; I'd be ten and zero right now if I played Randy's schedule. Um, which it's hard for a guy that's bitching about somebody else being lucky. Uh, hard for him to say that. If he played the same schedule as me, uh, he'd be 4-5. and Add in that one to me last week, he'd be 4-6. <laughs> and six. Oh, my. So, yeah, I want to throw a big suck it out to Randy <laughs> and, uh, and his pitching in the uh, group me last week. Very good. Um, and one thing I, put, I thought was fun, I was going through, uh, watching the IU game last night and putting these notes together, and one of the quotes I had before this Trade Tuesday was, I fully expect Randy to overpay and finally spend some of that 2016 cash and acquire a few impact players for the stretch run so I think we've already seen Randy overpaying um, Joe's trying to justify the big trade there and I think it does help Randy out a couple spots of weakness after the, uh, the Edelman uh, injury there but definitely an overpay which has brought his budget down to 233 and 154 um Basically, he's going to probably get that down. He might get it down even a little bit lower, Um, and I could see Randy basically gearing up for a a 2017 Butt Pirate campaign (laughs) at the rate
0: he's going right now. He's now he's extremely Patriot heavy and also uh, white wide receivers that get concussion heavy. (laughs) So yeah,
1: yeah, that's that's never a a concentration you want to have in fantasy as white wide receivers. it could, could be your niche. Uh, we'll see if it works out for
0: him. Yeah, so, I mean, he's got Edelman, Amendola, uh, but then Wes Welker as well, I believe, yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, well, he may have dropped in. Yeah, yeah th-
1: three of the same players, essentially, right. uh, at, at different ages and different um, and, uh, concussion levels of
0: their career. But then also Patriot-heavy, you know, he's got Blunt, of course. Edelman, which may yep. not play again this year, Amendola, and also Brandon Bolden.
1: And I think he's got their defense. And man. he has their
0: defense, you're right.
1: Yeah, so he's definitely all in on the Patriots. Um, what you're doing on a pick a team to be all in on um, it's probably a good one. However, you know, they, there's a lot of inconsistencies there um, to, week to week as far as guys might do great one week and then hear nothing from them because they decided to throw the ball 50 times instead of running it so you know it's kind of where we talked about last year where it was nice. was loaded up on those broncos at weeks what was it 13 14 something like that and the broncos started struggling mate manning hurt every part of his body so it's kind of dangerous to do all that We'll see how it works out.
0: Also looking at his team, he's also pretty Packer centric. He's got Rogers, Devontae Adam and Mason Crosby. So I mean he's all in on two teams basically. Wow, yeah, I,
1: I haven't had a chance to look at his roster uh tonight. But yeah, think about the two trades he made today, he loaded up on those two guys or those two teams. He's all in. I, I look at I look at Randy kind of like the Eli Manning of this league. Like he's always got that confused look on his face, and you're never quite sure <laughs> if he has any idea what he's supposed to be doing. Um, so I don't know if that's kind of part of his whole plan. I don't think it is. Um, but I, I don't know. With Randy's team, uh, I guess I felt better about it a few weeks ago um, before he made all these trades, even though it's probably stronger on paper. Yeah, I agree. Um, next up in the thugs be Jason. I got Jason rising up. Um, Jason's one of the hotter teams out there right now. Uh, the problem is he plays Randy this week, so we'll see um, if Randy's newly assembled team um, takes down Jason or if Jason keeps that winning streak going. Um, obviously, Gurley's been good for Jason. Uh, didn't have a huge week last week, but had that touchdown, so... I was able to help him, uh, beat Joe there. Um, so Jason's budget, um, Jason's probably about the most even keel type budget, 207, 192. Uh, so he's right there. Obviously Gronk and Gurley, um, he'd be hard pressed to pry those guys away from him. So he's going to get spot with those two guys. Um, so I think Jason, I mean, I think he's got a shot at the wild card. Um, like you talked about earlier a lot of five and five teams kind of battle in there so either jason could stay hot or if one of the other teams gets on a streak there um that spots up for the taking um jason kind of as a manager he seems kind of pre-calculated like i am uh whenever he makes a move his problem is though that jason i feel like is one of the most unlucky guys in fantasy uh seems like uh, either he's Got a team that he put together earlier in the or early in the year and they're underperforming, or he runs in a guy and they put up 125 and he puts up 95. So it should be interesting if he runs into that maybe this week with Randy and that could end his season. Uh, I don't know, but um, I don't know. what do you guys think of Jason's team. You guys think it's pretty strong. You think he's probably the the leading guy other than. Uh, the gangsters as far as getting those wild card
0: spots. Yeah, I mean, it, he's definitely rising up right now, like you said. Uh, you know, I don't know, do you think T.Y. takes much of a hit with uh, Hasselbeck?
1: Um, I mean, I, I would defer to the Colts fans as far as, uh, I can't remember what he did uh, those two weeks when Hasselback was in there. You know, they had to kind of more simpleize, quicker pass, run the ball a little bit more uh, approach there. Um, TY has kind of been where he hasn't realized his full potential. Injuries and Lux injuries kind of held mm. him back. So um, I, don't know, I kind of expect him to do kind of much of what he's done this year. Um, probably not that guy that was last year that was you know, one wide receiver one, uh, but kind of in that wide receiver two type mix.
0: Looks like he scored uh, eight points basically against Jacksonville and Houston. I think that's who who they played. Eight points each, yeah, which, each week.
1: Which other, I mean, that's good enough. I don't know. I mean, it's good enough for to have from one wide receiver, but you need another guy putting up points there. So you need Gronk or Gurley or somebody else putting up having 20 20-point days if you're only getting uh, eight points out of your wide receiver one.
0: Yeah, I mean... I think he's, you know, he's. I think he's trending the right way. He's probably gonna make have to make one more move. It looks like, before the deadline.
1: Yeah, yeah, and so I think he's um, probably looking at that out there, seeing if there is something that he could add there. But the only thing with all the five and five teams is that you don't want to go out there and make a huge splash because if you go out there and lose this week, you're essentially cut. Right. Uh, so uh, other than. Kind of in a night and revamping your whole team mid-season um, can be tough there for somebody that's one loss doesn't end to go out there and spend a lot of cash. Yeah, def- definitely uh, so, in
2: a tough position
1: right now. Yep. Yeah. So we got uh, Knight up next. I've got him as down. Uh, so his stock's falling. Uh, the team, sorry, guru. Uh, he's basically been all over the place this year typical (laughs) night uh i mean we'd we'd expect nothing less if he was a stock in the stock market he would be up and down so much uh buying and selling his own stock uh not believing in himself like two weeks ago where he was you know kind of crying and not wanting to be on the pod so uh i mean that's typical night you ride the highs and lows and some seasons he comes out and he's uh The guru and some seasons he comes out and he's a butt pirate so uh (laughs) typical night fashion uh you you never know if I would have accepted one of the uh Bilal Powell's and a wide receiver three for Demarius Thomas this season might have turned around there (laughs) uh you were probably
0: paying him too right
1: (laughs) yeah probably I, I had to throw in like five five and five or something there to uh even it out um
2: do, so do, his budget. do you find Knight to be the most entertaining manager in the league? I would say for sure. Um,
1: sometimes his texts are just at the point where I just like ignore them for like <laughs> half the day, uh, just because they're so ridiculous. But uh, yeah, on Group Me especially, definitely one of the most entertaining. Um, I'm trying to think who would be some other. I mean, obviously Buzz throws in some comments there. But I do like when. Uh, kind of buzz and randy and knight all go at it. it it seems like uh the the 08 on 08 crime can get a little bit more personal uh so that's always entertaining to see that um so so that leaves us with wendell um in the uh was that thugs division so wendell i would say he's flat And holds for a long-term return on him. So so Wendell's loaded up on the money. He loaded up on 2016 money even before the 2015 draft. And I don't know if he did that by design, or if that's just what everybody was offering him for his players. Uh, But he um, had—I don't know what it was pre-draft, but I mean he was up there in like the two sixties or something like that even before um, this year's draft. So he had a You know, kind of a good spot to start with there. Um, But I kind of looked at it. His team, I didn't know what to think of it at the beginning of the year. I think somebody mentioned on the pod, like, kind of a a pirate sleeper. Um, And I kind of agreed with that, but thought he had enough there to avoid some of those guys that are tanking, like Jeremy and stuff like that. Uh, But it just kind of seemed like he's had some of those holes in his lineup that, He hasn't been able to overcome, especially with a challenging schedule, it seems like. Um, But he he seems to be doing all he can to sell and still not be butt fired. Um, So it's kind of where he still has a chance to win every week. So it's where I kind of put where his stock would be flat um, and not trending up or trending down. Talked about his money. Obviously, I helped him out there with that Forte trade, or uh, Foster trade. And uh, so he's got basically an extra $200 um, compared to a normal draft budget over the next two years. So he's going to be making moves. Um, Wendell kind of seems to go every other year. He's in the championship or fighting for the championship, I think is how it's kind of worked out. So right on schedule, this is his down year where he's battling, not be by Pirate, and i expect him back next year um, going for that, that title
2: got the cash for uh, up, sure.
1: Up next, we got, uh, as way loves to call him, the, the gems, <laughs> Which has turned into be one of the more competitive divisions this year. Um, kind of with Byron's out of nowhere unexpected rise up uh, early in the season. I've got him as kind of being flat right now. Uh, so that it was a heartbreaking loss. I know for him, with Eifert dropping every single pass, it seemed like last night. Um,
0: heartbreaking for me as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. You, I, and you had you. I know you love seeing those projections that uh, were put out there where it's all Jake's music on top of the uh, the rap edition. Yeah, I, I
0: was feeling good.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, n- not not a sight we see on n- a normal day. Not
0: usually. So. No, not this, especially this late in the season. <laughs>
1: oh yeah yeah if you get double digits in a week uh, usually you're uh kind of on the, the flip side of that one uh so so byron we were talking about kind of pirate. byron was my pick before the season the beat Buff pirate um even after the draft he had put together a few guys giovanni bernard and stuff like that but he still was not looking good um but he was kind of the cinderella um this season which when I when I type that in there, I definitely did not want to picture Byron in a dress. I'm sorry, Byron, but uh, <laughs> when I say you're the Cinderella that is not a good sight. So uh, not a good look for Buttermilk there. Um, but but he's uh, he's done a good job of doing what he could with that budget. He's kind of made some moves and gotten in a position where um, he can challenge for that division title this year. Um, he's still got kind of J or uh, Chad and in the battle,
2: so it should be interesting. That you hey, can count me out yet.
1: Well, so, yeah.
2: Um, <laughs> I can go 3 and 0, I, and everyone else can go 1 and 2. You never know.
1: Is that the scenario? Can you do if it if that happens? Are you uh, still mathematically alive Okay. So don't count out Jay yet when we're, <laughs> we're making our predictions for uh, Buff Pirate for 2015. What Wig said there, I won't count you, or uh, I won't mark you down there. Very good um, so basically, um, to me, what I say is congrats to Byron on actually pulling off what he's pulled off this year. Um, going from where he was keeping joint Bell and having a hundred dollars, uh, to where <laughs> he's at now is pretty impressive. Um, uh, next up I got Chad, um, it's champ. I had him down, but not out. Um, so you never count champ out. Um, He's obviously, compared to the outlook for him early in the season, with uh, his two running backs, um down from that. Uh, down after the uh, the loss to Jake this week, um, which is a big win, despite Chat's best efforts to keep all the uh, the quarterbacks on the waiver wire this week. Yeah, uh, Jake he
0: was, was a- he was definitely hoarding hoarding quarterbacks from me. Almost came back yeah, to get exactly. me.
1: Four or five on a roster at a time. But- you can pull it off you can pull it off um so midseason stretch um I thought Chad had a real good outlook uh for that division he's playing some of the wraps that weren't performing too well at that time uh but basically his running backs um kind of took that stock made it kind of do a nosedive he's bought um kind of the backups and bought McFadden, so that keeps him right in there um and he's proven that he doesn't have to have that loaded team to win a championship. So he's kind of been where he's got a team that certain guy gets hot and he rides them through the playoffs the past couple of years. So um, even without a stacked team, uh, he definitely seems like he always has a shot. And until he gets to that sixth loss mark, I'm not ever counting him now. <laughs> um, next up is Blaine. I've got Blaine uh, kind of stocked down to think of his team i haven't known kind of what to think of it all year uh when i look at it i feel like it should be good it should be consistent um i even looked over during the draft and congratulated playing a couple times for some of the good buys and good moves that he made but it just seems like other than brady um some of those household names Mm -hmm. have not lived up to their potential uh where they should be at so um Obviously, I don't know if we should fear the plunger. Uh, Rick obviously does not fear the plunger, um, but we'll see if uh, if Chad or Byron and the other guys in the division are are kind of made to pay with that. Uh, I don't know what you would even call a plunger—a uh, home device sometimes. <laughs> Uh, Blaine, also, he's not a make, afraid to make the big moves, as we saw this year. So he kind of loaded up, put all his eggs into the uh, AJ Green, Marshawn Lynch basket, um, which is kind of a risky move based off how those guys have not performed to what I know Wendell had hoped that they would be at. So um, definitely interested in the, uh, the D-gens for the next week or next three weeks. Um, that brings me to Jay to sum up the d I've got Jay is down, but. He rose <laughs> up last week with that win over Wiggs. That was big. It was a big win, big, uh, big win. Uh, as you said, keep you alive in the, the chase for the division, but almost importantly, to keep you away from uh, being butt firing. Um, Getting that fourth win of the season was big for that. Um, but you've been trying to sell the uh, the barnyard dog for weeks now, obviously Randy bought him, but then flipped him, and who knows what Randy was doing with him. Uh, <laughs> I, know, I know I was in, I know I was interested, but not for what Randy's willing to pay for uh, tight ends these days. It seems. Um, so Jay, after the Devontae Adams trade, he's you're at two sixty and three thirty six. I think is what I've got.
0: Big um, chips.
1: Yeah. So big chips, and obviously that 2017 money is big money. So um, I definitely see your team as a team that if you can get off to a hot start next year, um, get you know three and O, three and one, something like that, or even you know a couple weeks down the line where you're in a good spot and feeling confident, where you can move a lot of that money. So. I definitely think you're going to be a player next year with all that money, especially if you decide to use the uh, the 2017 cash that you got.
2: Uh, I'm hoping so. it got, got to be better than this year, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, you would hope. Um, it's tough to go multiple seasons where um,
1: you're not challenged. I know you kind of get disinterested, and other than almighty cash that moves some of those trades. that can be tough when everybody's out there talking shit and you just got to sit back and break in the cash. So last and least, yeah. sorry, Jake, <laughs> is, uh, good rap, good rap, rap nation, all of the above. Um, so I've got big dog yeah. as his stock is down. Um, big dog has that big win last week. Um, obviously he's on a high there. Uh, in the leader of the Raps race. But he just doesn't seem to be pulling off those upsets like he was early in the year, Um, which is what he's really going to have to pull off to advance in the playoffs. Um, Talking about trading Amari Cooper and stuff like that, I have no idea what that asking price is, but it seems like Big Dog left his boy, and I was really surprised he traded Carson Palmer. So um, maybe Big Dog's loyalty is not as strong as it used to be. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I was pretty surprised to see he put that out there.
1: Yeah, yeah. unless he's looking for some just huge number um, to be able to have a a normal budget next year. I was kind of surprised to see that out there as well.
2: Well, And he could still move him in the offseason, too, so I don't know that there's necessarily a rush if he wants to get some money back. I'm sure someone will pay some
1: for Coop. Yeah, I think he's just kind of floating it out there trying to get some uh, big money
2: there. Big money, no whammies. <laughs> oh yeah, uh,
1: which is also—it's you know—it's sad for me to call Big Dog down after the uh, the hot streak he's been on with the ladies. I was out to <laughs> breakfast on uh, Sunday morning and uh, met the new girlfriend. <laughs>
2: nice.
1: um, so, so good for Big Dog. Uh, hope to see her at the uh, the draft party next year.
2: Where where was uh, where was breakfast at on Sunday morning?
1: It was at uh, Castaways.
2: It's a Big Dog favorite.
1: Yeah. So it was a packed house. I know uh, uh Wig's favorite uh favorite family was there, the Barons. <laughs> <laughs> I think his uh his favorite quarterback Jack Barron was looking a little sad over there in the corner, but um you know, Rocky Pride still reigning uh, throughout Plymouth. Uh, Big Dog obviously has, like, the minimum draft budget, so I think that's maybe one of the reasons he slowed Cooper out there, just trying to see if he could get some money where he'd be able to kind of enter the market and pinch up his team. But, um, you know, you got to respect the uh, the feistiness of the dog and confidence every year to go out there and make those moves, even if some of them early in the season aren't scratchers. Uh, so that brings us to Wigs Nation. Um, after Wiggs acquired Ivory, um, and Luck was coming back from the injury, he was kind of—I think it was like a three-game winning streak that he was on there for a while, and he's getting pretty confident. Um, kind of, or maybe one looks like he won four in a row. So yeah, I think won, he won, he won beat four. Jason. Yeah, so he beat Jason, and then went three and zero in division play after he had started out—I think zero um, and three—and then he's kind of done the opposite, where he's done loss Three or four straight now, so it's been where, um, obviously, kind of streaky season for him. Um, He always seems like a buyer, even when he probably shouldn't be a buyer. (laughs) Um, And I think he he kind of sees that rap title as, um, you know, being a prestigious award to win, so he's always going for that.
0: Oh, it is. It is.
1: Uh, You know, willing to sell whatever he can to get one more taste of that playoff run so um, the problem for him is he's at the minimum budget just like Big Dog Um, he was talking major moves a couple weeks ago and um, I'm I'm not sure what those major moves were obviously I think they probably centered around um, moving ivory and getting money but could be luck I'm not sure Um, but with the luck trade now that's kind of kind of put that up in smoke um. So he is definitely down uh, heading into the season. I think kind of his attitude seems kind of down too, based off his uh, Twitter questions he's thrown out there.
2: <laughs> I didn't even see Wiggs put out Twitter questions. I didn't either. Yeah, he, he sent them out
1: about uh, forty-five minutes an hour before the pod. Wigs, you got to down. tag us, buddy.
0: Yeah. Twitter etiquette. Maybe they were just
1: to me. I didn't pay attention. Um. All right, so last two we've got uh, the creator of the pod, Mr. Jake Music. Uh, I've got him as rising up. Wow! So, let's go. <laughs> so the the post draft roster of music was one that I thought was definitely should be favored for the uh, the rap title. Um, I can't remember everybody you had on your team, but I remember looking down along there, you know, Matt Ryan and Forte, Coleman or uh, not Coleman. Um, Uh, Brandon Cooks, you know, it just looked like a solid roster throughout. Um, But I looked, and you had four weeks where you scored under 75 points. Uh, So that basically put it, you know, in a tough spot um, to win any of those weeks, especially early in the season when you were scoring under 75. Three wins in a row, right back in the ref's title, though. Um, So it's put kind of munching and on bunching in a familiar spot. Uh, playoff hopes are alive, um, still a healthy budget for next year too. So it's not like you have to sell if you're not confident in the, kind of your outlook for the season um, because you've got that cash there. Um, so basically, um, unless you're like Wiggs and like seeing you sit down there at the 14th or 15th spot, I think Wiggs gets a little grin on his face when he sees you sitting down there. But um, <laughs> we're rooting for you, Jake. Thanks. We're rooting for you. Thank you. And so that leaves last and my prediction for least and butt pirate on the season, Jeremy Reds. Uh Jeremy Stock has been down, uh, has been down since week one, or I guess draft day. Um, probably week one. He put up the high points there week one, um, but he's been a butt pirate candidate since. Really the only thing he was kind of hanging on to was Keenan Allen he was going to be able to flip him for some big cash. Uh, but that kidney injury kind of ended all that. So, um, I guess kudos to him for building up those cash reserves. Uh, he's still been active out there trying to pick up like third string running backs and something like picking up to Carey carry and some other guys that he's hoping to might get one or two carries a game. Um, so, I mean, his strategy has been pretty obvious where he was going to sell and not really care if he won this year. Um, so that's basically, when I look at that, I look at the record, I look at where his points are. Um, unless he can sneak in a Rats win, uh, I'm predicting Buff Pirate for J-Bones.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's, of course, I'm looking at his roster. You know, he's got Jordy, Jamal Charles, Keenan, Joseph Randall. I mean, those guys. none of those guys are playing the rest of the year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so,
1: so he's got where got long-term potential obviously with that cash there but hard for me to to look at potential if you're staring at being a butt pirate um you know obviously it seems like he didn't look at it as negatively as some other guys did so um you know it, it's worked out for him like i said other than the keen announcement that he could turn it into more cash um he's got kind of what he wanted Got over 300 for both of the next two years so he's definitely not be able to turn that into something
2: yeah, he's um, def- so it, definitely a force to be reckoned with uh, in the next couple of years. Oh, yeah.
1: So, definitely going to be in the fun next three weeks um, heading into there. I think really three um, division titles are kind of still in the balance. to see where Andy is winning or the, the thugs, but um, the gangsters and D-Gems and Raps are definitely all going to be decided here in the next three weeks. So, of course, that and then whoever's wearing that Michael Sam jersey and Walking into a liquor store and buying that Patron bottle too, in uh, somebody's uh, too distant
2: future. It's uh, g- gonna be fun for sure. Um, so we have uh, some Twitter questions and a couple were directed at you, so we're gonna keep you on for those if that's all right.
1: Yep. I'll, yep. I'll stick it on for Twitter questions.
2: All right. Very good. Uh, so the first one comes from Jake's favorite Twitter handle at FoxQBigDog. <laughs> does at Greg underscore 7454 four have a preferred brand of canned potato chip hashtag ask Greg
1: yeah so the hashtag ask Greg I don't know if that's gonna catch on like the banker <laughs> pants but I mean the, the easy simple question for that is yes and it it's the uh, barbecued Pringles not the uh, not the late stack
0: yeah those, yeah uh, not nearly as good. <laughs>
1: I really wish I remembered that morning as well as everybody else does because I have a very like fuzzy memory of when the uh, the whole actually stacks thing went down um, so I, I, it,
2: it's good though <laughs> well we, we had another question from Nineman08. Um Pringles for breakfast do, do you still still eat them for breakfast every once in a while
1: um, I can't remember the last time I had chips for breakfast. But, uh,
2: <laughs> Probably in school, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I used to not be much of a breakfast person, but um, all about like the breakfast bars and stuff in the morning now.
2: Yeah,
0: I feel you. What about what about the uh, Twitter handle? You know, there's been some controversy. So, what is the oh, yeah. seven yeah, four five I, four? I got
1: that in the notes. I've got it in the notes. Joe's right. The, uh, the 54
0: is a uh, Brian Urlacher
2: reference. Okay. I, I was really oh. hoping it was going to be Zach Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, unfortunately not. All right. Uh, well, speaking of Joe, uh, he asked us a few questions. Um, his question was, who's going to be the most expensive keeper next year? DeMarco at 48, Dez at 58, McCoy at 61, or AJ Green at 66?
1: Yeah, so, of those guys, Dez is obviously definitely being kept by somebody at 58. Yeah. Um, I also I think Aaron Rodgers is up there right around 58. I could see him definitely being kept again. Um, I don't know about the other two that are in the 60s. It, it, every year, though, I'm surprised by how much somebody's willing to pay, including me this year, paying like 86 for Julio. So, oh, with the kind of discrepancy in budget, it's hard to tell who's going to be the most expensive for year to year.
2: Yeah, that's kind of where I stand, too. I think someone's going to have to pay for AJ. Um, no one thought, you know, Julio for 86 or AP for 80, whatever, um, was going to happen this year. So Forte was 80 something, uh, too. Forte <laughs> as well. So, someone, someone will pony up for uh, AJ Green for sure. Oh, yeah. Agree on that. Um, Joe had another question. How many QB keepers this offseason? Last year there were six. Uh, there's a lot of pretty good guys in like the uh, you know, six to fifteen dollar range. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how many are gonna be kept. What do you think, Jake? Uh
0: we're running through this quick list. Brady, Palmer, Newton. I mean, Breeze is maybe iffy at twenty five. Dalton, I mean, is four bucks. I don't know about him either. I mean, I don't really like quarterback keepers so much, but...
2: Is Wiggs going to keep two? Yeah,
0: <laughs> Big Ben's ten. I mean, out of that list, uh, and then also Luck and Wilson. Uh, I don't know. I'd, I'd say four or five of them probably of those. I think there's like one, two, three, like eight or nine. Probably half of them.
1: Yeah, I just took a guess of those guys, and I just said five was my number on that. Yeah,
2: that sounds about right. Uh, one more question from Joey. This one was a fun one. Uh, yeah, it's close to home for me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, put, I, I knew
1: you would be a fan of this. I spent a little time thinking about this on the drive home too. I saw this right before I was leaving work, so give me something to think about on the drive back.
2: Oh yeah. Uh, so if the league was on the Bachelorette, uh, which GMs would make the final three, and who would ultimately get the hashtag Final Rose? And this is. <laughs> and this he said was. Uh, assuming everyone was single. Right. What's, what's your take? Jay, theme? you going to do the
1: honors with your uh, bachelor bachelorette experience? Yeah, and, first uh, of all, just
2: there. want to tell everyone uh, after they're done watching uh, Week 17 Sunday games on January 3rd, tur- tune in to ABC <laughs> on Monday night, 8 o'clock, uh, for a two-hour season premiere with our man, Ben Higgins. Wow. Um, you know, there's not going to be any Monday night football, so you're going to have to fill your time some way. Uh, so do that there. Nice plug. Yeah. But... Uh, <laughs> My three choices are Chafe, Chad, and Rick. And here's my thoughts. Okay. I think Rick, dark horse, uh, gets cleaned up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, maybe wears a pink collar tee. Oh, yeah. Pops a collar. Pops a collar. Just like back in the day, slicks (laughs) the hair up. Get top jeans. Yeah, he'll he'll be good. Chad, the All-American boy, quarterback, point guard, uh, you know, he's just going to be in there. And then Chafe. Chafe knows how to sweet-talk the ladies, and who doesn't love cuddling with the big man? (laughs) (laughs) Love it. So those would be my three. I think ultimately Chad takes home the final rose, uh, but would definitely be a season finale I would tune into. (laughs) What about you, Greg? What do you got? So I have two of the three
1: uh, being the same there. So I've got Rick as my number one. Obviously Rick's uh, been the ladies' man. (laughs) Uh, pulling in the girls high school college whenever popping out babies uh rick rick seems to know what know what he's doing with the ladies so i think rick's definitely be a contender in there uh instead of shape i put you in there jay uh kind of your knowledge of the bachelor bachelorette uh you kind of know what to expect i think with the dates and kind of know how to position yourself um and not uh, piss off the other guys and get yourself thrown out early on in the deal there so I've got you in there plus I think uh, the ladies would love the, the lows on the text uh, that you'd be sending them yeah I mean they
2: definitely be hitting up the cell
1: <laughs> oh yeah
0: <exactly>. like in Instagram <laughs> pictures
1: and then finally I've got Chad I agree basically the same thing with what you were saying kind of Mr. All-American quarterback point guard type thing uh, the, the the athlete that the ladies love so I've got him in there and I went with him as the winner. He's got a wedding coming up, so you know why not having him get in the final rose. Uh, plus, I'm gonna throw it out there: definitely a better QB than Big Ben Higgins would ever been. <laughs> Hell so, yeah! Throwing that out there, go Rocky!
2: There you
0: go. Uh, yeah. So I mean, I had pretty much the same. I had uh, Jay. You know, just same th- same reason you had Greg. Just his knowledge knows how to play the game. Uh, also, Rick. You know, I think I think he could. <laughs> You know, maybe I think wasn't the last guy was like a farmer, right? Yeah. yeah, so maybe this guy, maybe they like hunting hunting people or, you know, whatever those guys are called, hunters. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I just feel like, you know, he he pulls the right pulls the right kind of tail. So, I had him and then also I had uh, Big Dog. I, with his just his recent luck with the ladies, he was just on my list, you know, maybe he just keeps it rolling. A hot right. But yeah, I went with Rick as the winner.
2: Very nice. Uh, so then Nine Man kinda of off piggybacked off that question and said, same question, only the show is Survivor. Hashtag Propes for Freds <laughs> uh, Greg, you wanna lead us off on this one? Sure, some, sure some I'll will off.
1: off. My, my, uh, my survivor my is not um, you know, that in-depth. I've a a few seasons with you guys living in the villas there, so enough to pick up on uh, everything and you know how boston rob was able to maneuver his way through there so uh, number one i've got big dog in there uh big dog i could see him kind of laying low uh getting some laughs early on not pissing off too many people not really going in there you know his political beliefs or anything like that um kind of just laying low and being, you know, that big dog that we know that's kind of smiling over in the corner. Plus, I feel like he can put kind of his skill uh, tray uh, background with the painting and everything that um you know, might be able to work his way around the island there and, and you know, add a little bit in that sense. Uh, I've got Jason as kind of an, another strong player uh, kind of in the final three. Um, Jason's somebody to the guy going in there and, you know, building the huts and uh, probably catching the fish and doing all that stuff. Not messing around when he gets there, that's for sure. Uh, plus, you know, those Cuban jeans uh, should help him out in any warm tropical environment, too. Swimming. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, finally, I threw Chad in here, too. Uh, I feel like Chad does a real good job. You know, he can swindle some deals here and there. Uh, maybe steal the other tribes, like, totem thing and get immunity. <laughs> um, Somehow he's gonna like sneakily pull that off, uh, where he'd be hanging around there, uh, and then I've got Big Dog as my winner. Uh, no reason why, other than I just want to see Big Dog in like a Hawaiian shirt with a big grin and his like big grin on his face, blonde locks blown in the wind as he's you know winning Survivor.
2: It'd be a dream come true for him, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> what about you guys?
0: I went with uh, Nide and Jeremy. Nide, you know, just, uh, I think he'd just be a fun guy on the show. I don't know if he would actually win, but just stirring shit up, talking shit. Uh, Jeremy, I had maybe with his uh, medical background, he could uh, figure out what stuff he can eat and uh, what stuff he can't eat. Uh, Just, you know, figured he could figure out which bugs to eat and uh, which. Which leaves to wipe his ass with? Uh, so I went with him. Uh, that
1: is your overall winner too. You got Jeremy winner? as your overall. Winner?
0: Oh, I I guess I went Jeremy. I think Knight would be kicked off. People <laughs> wouldn't people wouldn't like.
2: Night <laughs> <laughs> N- Nide would try to make uh, one move too many. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. uh, I had Jason just like you did, Greg. I think he'd, he'd be tough in challenges, be good around camp, um, like you said, have good skin for the sun, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I also had Byron. Um, I think Byron would be that player where he's just good enough in challenges to get by but maybe not too good where no one's going to think he's a huge threat. Um, yeah. But then he's smart enough to make a couple moves here or there. Uh, so I like Byron there. And then finishing out this 07 Alliance, <laughs> uh, because obviously if we are all in Survivor, 07 has the numbers versus 08, so they'd pick us off one by one, is Wiggs. Basically, <laughs> wigs. just because there's always that one player that just gets taken to the finals that just doesn't really do anything that's just there <laughs> because it's gonna be an easy person to vote off uh, at the end. And then my, my winner is Byron. Um, because he's a teacher, I think he would give a great monologue at mm. the end. When each of the finalists get to state their case, so I think Byron would uh, pull it out in the end there.
1: Yeah, Byron with the uh, kind of the strategy um, in all phases there. It sounds like.
2: Yep, he'd uh, he'd be killing it there. (laughs) Very nice. Wigs
1: Nation had like uh, four different questions uh, that he threw out there. I don't know if you guys saw. Uh, First one was just a statement. Uh, he said, "Today we found out why Randy rarely makes trades."
2: Yeah, that's so, valid.
1: That's, uh, that's Wigs Nation right there. And then he kind of put three back to back. Said, "Does Wigs have a shot at the play- Or Wigs Nation have a shot at the playoffs? Does Wigs Nation have any assets to sell? <laughs> and does Wigs Nation make a move before the deadline?"
0: Um. Uh, I think no, yes, and yes. Yeah, and that's
2: that's what I was kind of thinking. I mean,
1: I feel like in the the hood rats, I mean, you usually have a chance when it's coming down the division play, but I'm not confident in that team that he's put together. Uh, I could see him making a couple moves. Um, His starting running backs would be sold off uh, if he really wanted to do that. Um, so I see Wicks making a move or two before the deadline, but I don't see him making the playoffs.
0: Yeah, I mean, he can move Ivory for sure. Mark, Doug Martin, you know, I'm not a huge fan of him, but he's been pretty consistent this year. Yeah,
2: he getting get the touches for sure.
1: And then Wicks threw uh, two more out there. Uh, they put what team that is still in the hunt needs to pull the trigger on a mega deal before the deadline?
0: It could be anybody, yeah, really. I was
2: going to say, at this point, there's so many people at 5-5 five and five, um, right there in the hunt that anyone who pulls a mega deal um, is definitely going to help their chances. Yeah,
0: too hard to tell right now.
2: Yeah, uh, and I agree. I mean, I could see
1: um, Chad, if he, he kind of wanted to go all in, which Chad typically doesn't go all in on the season, um, kind of making pulling off a big deal if he wanted. Um, I think Joe could, too. If Joe's willing to mix it up and um, kind of acquire assets while still having a shot, I think he could mix it up, too, if he really wanted. And then the last question that uh, Wigs Nation has, who's your official pick for 2015? Uh, so uh, I think I already I I went with Jeremy. Say, you already said
2: Jeremy. I think that's that's the safe pick right now, so I'll go that route.
0: Um. Yeah, I mean it's probably Jeremy, but you know I think people have thrown out Wendell. Uh, I think Wendell probably is going to deal a few guys, so I'll I'll go Wendell.
2: All right. We, we shall see. Only three weeks left. Greg, thank you for calling in. Uh, much appreciated. Great analysis, and uh, good luck the rest of the season, my man. Yeah, appreciate it, guys. Yeah, it very Look good. To hearing, hearing the matchup analysis. All
0: right, we'll get to it. Take it easy. Greg was burning up the uh, burning up the, the phone. There, we're at an hour right now.
2: Dang, uh, very good. Well, we can keep the matchups quick. Uh, the All right, group, group me quick. Yeah, uh, yeah. So first matchup, we will start with Greg, I guess. Yep. Um, didn't pick this one as game of the week. He's playing against Buzz. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a great game, but I want a different route there. Um, Mariota's playing against the Jags for Greg's. D. Thomas has some upside now that. Uh, Osweiler is yeah. in. Um, and Robinson uh, should get a lot of balls coming from Bortles. Seeing and Hearns might be out. Uh, so I like Greg here over Buzz.
0: Yeah, I mean, Sam's got OBJ, Antonio, and Big Ben on Bryce. Yeah, so, uh,
2: Greg, Greg caught Buzz at a good time there. Yep. Uh, Randy is playing against Jason. Todd Gurley gets Baltimore scrappy defense. Yep. Gronk might have. 15 balls thrown to him. Um, yeah, not many options there yeah, for Brady. You know, Randy dealt for Adams. Uh, he's been getting a bunch of volume, but turning 21 targets into 10 catches for 76 yards is not that good. No. Uh, East Sanders is still banged up. Um, might so, be concussed, I think. Yeah. So I'm taking Jason here over Randy to make things a little interesting. in the wild card race. Yeah. Uh, we have Rick and Joe. Um, I think Joe takes this fairly easily. Um, I'm really hoping Rick picks up Hassel, but yeah, I will be waking up at 6 a.m. to check, check the flavors. Yeah, um, and then uh, Marshall and Murray should have pretty big games for Joe here. I think they got some nice matchups, so it should be a pretty easy win for Joe to keep him in the driver's seat for that first wild card spot. Uh, I am playing against Chad. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, I need to go 3-0 and and have everyone else in my division go 1-2, and so probably not going <laughs> to happen.
0: It's got to start this week, though. <laughs> yeah,
2: but you know, I've got to rise up. Um, <laughs> but doubtful. Uh, I'm picking Chad here. Sharkhandrick West has been pretty darn solid after that first week he had. That was not that good. Yeah. Uh, and then that Hawks D move uh, gets played in San Francisco this week. You know, looking preseason at schedules, so I thought it would be a good matchup for me having – Bell and uh, Ingram on buy for Chad, but obviously they're not Ingram. Uh, yeah, Bell and Ingram on buy. But yeah. Bell's already hurt. Ingram's um, on buy, right. Yeah, but he's got trick now, so I think my dreams come to an end here against the champ. Um, Jake, you're playing against the dog. I am. Big game in the rats. Really big. Frank Gore against Atlanta. Uh, Frank yeah. Gore's a little rested after that bye. Yep. Um, you know who I think is due for a touchdown?
0: Uh, Jordan Matthews, maybe.
2: How about his buddy in Philly, Zach Ertz? Zach Ertz. How about uh, both of them? Yeah, he had, he had two called back last week, one yeah. back the week before. Um, he still hasn't scored one this year. Nope. Uh, and it seems like tight ends have been scoring a bunch this year. Yeah. So I think this is your day, and it's your day to beat Big Dog. Wow, that'd be huge. Keeping the rats close. Uh, Big Dog's scat back attack. Mm-hmm. Uh, is facing two solid defenses this week as well. So I like you here over Big Dog. Um, your upset of the week. We're going to stand the rats. Okay. J Bones. Wow. <laughs> over Wigs Nation. And honestly, I have nothing to stand on here. You just um, don't pick Wigs. You know, I don't pick Wigs. I think Yahoo had Wigs as like an 81 to 19 favorite. <laughs> um, J Bones keep beating Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Playing against the Texans, three touchdowns. Yeah, called it. Um, Jay Bones is going to take it home. Somehow, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. This is, Rhett's going to rat. You just out. don't pick with Yeah. <laughs> um, our boy liking <laughs> game of the week this week. Maybe two of the biggest disappointments preseason mm-hmm. Wendell and 90. Yep. Um, you know, I don't think Wendell wants to be the butt pirate. Uh, This is his last shot not to because then he has to play against Randy and Jason. Oh, wow. Uh, So he's basically playing for a season this week, and I think he gets it done. Nice. So I'm taking Wendell over 90 here. And then the game of the week in the D-Gen's division, Shafe and Byron. Uh, This is projected to be a combined 200-point game uh, between these two. Palmer versus Cincinnati on Sunday night for Byron. Yeah. Um, I think St. Louis D is going to be Biggest scorer this week. Oh, St. Um, Louis. She's got some tough matchups, both at running back and wide receiver. Um, so, as much as it hurts me to pick against 08 here on a game <laughs> where I would like them to win, I got to take Byron. Uh, and I think it's going to be more like a 65 to 60 matchup. Yeah. So, those are the picks for the week. And speaking of picks, yeah, we uh, are at. No-
0: Oh, go, go, go. We oh, had, we're going to uh, do that now. Yeah, we,
2: well, we had the...
0: Uh, we had a, a Twitter question that's not on Twitter. Via text message. Via text message, because Jason does not have Twitter. So, let me let me pull it up here real quick. Uh, oh, shit, he'd put it to both of us. That's right. Okay, okay. I have no Twitter, so I'll have to send you my questions. With Jay and Jake as captains, please choose a pickup basketball team from the Butt Pirate League, snake draft the whole league, and make comments about each pick and the upside they bring to your team. So, you going first for me. Uh, age before beauty. Okay. Well, obviously, number one pick is Dino. Yeah. Uh, you know, just the, the point guard, you know, he can score, he can distribute. I know we're getting on a basketball tangent here, but... Uh, he's my number one overall, for yeah, sure.
2: Uh, I think he'd be number one on everyone's board. Uh, my first pick is going to be Jared Wendell. He brings the wingspan to the team. Um, he had that record in state. He beat Zach Randolph's record for shooting percentage in a state game. Oh, yeah. Um, plus, I used to throw him a lot of alley-oops back in the day uh, in my driveway, so I feel like we got some good chemistry on the mm. board, so I'm taking him number one.
0: He's just hammer dunking volleyballs. That's
2: right. Okay. <laughs> it was uh, Alvin Williams to Vince Carter, I believe.
0: All right. So you went Wendell too. I'm going Chad uh, with my second pick. Just same same thing as Randy. Well, you know, just a winner. Uh, hustle hard. You know, hustle for everything. He'll score. He'll defend. He'll probably defend their best player. Uh, I don't know if that's Wendell or not, but. He'll be he'll be my lockdown guy. He'll knock down jumpers. He'll do he's Mr. Everything. So
2: you uh you got a pretty solid backcourt then already, don't you? Yeah. Um I am taking Jason here with my second pick. Um we used to mesh well when we played on uh you know six AM pickup games at the school. Mm-hmm. Um also Jason's gonna defend multiple positions. Yeah. Uh, he's kind of a jack of all trades there. Um and uh, might scare some of the other opponents with his intensity, <laughs> so I, I like that there.
0: All right, I'm going. Uh, I'm going Rick with my uh, third pick. Uh, you know, will give me some uh, nice, nice options down low. Has a nice little turnaround hook. Uh, you can defend guys that are bigger than him, uh, and probably, probably not as good as Jason defensively, but could also match up with a quicker guy if needed with some length.
2: See, Rick was down on my board a ways. So, really? Uh, yeah. I didn't know, uh, what kind of shape he was still in. Uh, oh yeah. In the game. Yeah. So, well, uh, he will need a sig
0: at halftime though. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> that's <good>. fair.
2: <laughs> we can, we can build in time for that. My third pick would be, uh, I know a guy from Chicago. Number 45, Mr. Nick Nylinger. <laughs> 90s long. He can get hot from three. Yeah. Uh, is deceptively good at post-it notes. You know, he might do a Sigma move down low, like mm-hmm. an under-the-hoop scoop. Yep. Um, so, 90's got some moves, and I like the length I have. Your
0: pen. <laughs> keep going, keep going.
2: I like the length I have uh, with Wendell, Jason, and 90. Uh, the uh, the op- opposition is going to see just a lot of arms there with those explosive wingspans. All
0: right. Um, where am I at? Oh, I'm gonna surprise some people with this pick. I'm pick. I'm taking Jeremy. All right. Uh, just a crazy defender as well. Uh, will lock down. He, he guards guys way bigger than him. Always. He'll, uh, you'll dive on the floor. Uh, will knock down an occasional jumper in front of your face. Uh, can can also knock down the, you know, the shot that's wide open as well. But yeah, I've got him just more of a defender than anything.
2: Very nice. Uh, I am staying with the length, and I am getting my man in the middle, Mr. Schaefer. Yeah. Um, but the great thing about Schaefer is, uh, you know, the NBA, they're trying to spread it out, mm-hmm. uh, really run and gun, and, you know, keep the ball movement going. Schaefer could be that stretch five for my team. he uh, He's an underrated three-point shooter, so oh. I like that, that he can bring that to my team as well.
0: Well, I got to match you there, then. With I'll take the stretch mark four as Jalen likes to call him, uh, Byron. Uh, you know, he can match up. He, him and Chafe be a good battle. I'm sure there was battles between the two of them. Uh, but, yeah, I think he's my guy to match up against Chafe.
2: Yeah. Um, I think this is the pick that might surprise some people for me, uh, or it might not surprise you. Uh, but I'm going to take Big Dog here. I know uh, some of you guys have watched Big Dog play ball in the park. And uh, I don't know that anyone has a sweeter corner three stroke than the dog. Uh, so we're just going to set him in the corner uh, and let him go to town.
0: All right. I'm getting the steal of the draft right here. Uh, Buzz, yeah. we got team left-handed too with me, Jeremy, Sam.
2: You could have one more later for the draft too.
0: Oh, yeah, we could. We'll see what happens. Uh, same thing. You know, uh, Buzz can uh, play big, play small, little do a little bit of everything. I think he's the steal of the draft.
2: Yeah, I think uh, – I can't believe he slipped that far. I'm taking Joe here with my next pick. Uh, I love Joe's intensity. Uh, he's going to not be scared to defend anybody. Uh, he can handle the ball as well. I think um, we don't have too many ball handlers on my team, so uh, Joe might be able to help there.
0: I'm keeping Team Lefty going, ratting the fuck up, taking Wiggs. He can have SIGs ready for uh, Rick at halftime. Uh, they can just switch as a substitute just, yeah. for each other. Someone has to hold the lighter. Uh, that's it, man. Team Lefty for me.
2: Wigs has a little Chris Bosh to him, too, doesn't he? Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> little alien look. Uh,
2: so last but not least, um, I'm, I'm taking Greg on my team. Yeah. Um, Greg was part of that historically awful 99-2000 Menominee Magic squad, uh, <laughs> along, along with Mike Hooker and Alex Morris. Um, I think that's the last time I've seen Greg play basketball. So uh, don't know that he's improved at all, but um, he's going to round out the squad for me.
0: Yeah, that was a good one. I think we take you in that matchup.
2: Uh, <laughs> maybe we can make it happen sometime. Yeah,
0: draft day. A little, little draft day. Uh... Game.
2: I'm still saying uh, draft a, uh academic decathlon would be really, really nice. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Jason, for that.
0: Yeah, that was a good one. So let's, we'll, we'll just run through this stuff quick. <laughs> we're, we're over an hour now. So, trades. Uh, Big Dog gets Ryan Matthews. You got Alf 18 and 15. Just stacking those chips. Alf had a pretty good game last week. Uh,
2: Alf scored nine. Yeah.
0: Uh, this one's, you know, just a fill position. I needed Minnesota defense. Sam got uh, Floyd 3-3. Three and three. Whatevs. Uh, Randy gets Barnage. Jay gets Donnell 13-13. Again, just stacking chips. Randy didn't pay attention that Barnage was on bye apparently.
2: Yeah, I was just trying to get rid of uh, Barnage last week. So Yeah. Because I don't think anyone would have taken him this week.
0: Uh, Greg gets Forte. Nod gets David Johnson 2020, You know, David Johnson has been... Decent. I mean, obviously Greg needed an upgrade. 20 and 20 will definitely, you know, ninety will spend that, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, this one was kind of, a, I mean, not really a surprise, but kind of a nice deal, I thought. Jason got gets Tevin Coleman. Wendell gets Sproles. Sproul, Wendell needed Sproles. Uh, Jason gets a pretty nice lottery ticket in Coleman for nothing, basically. Uh, and then... This one was this morning, right? Randy gets Devontae Adams. You got Ty Montgomery, another lottery ticket. 15-15, and 15, stacking chips all over the place. Devontae Adams, we talked about it a couple times. Lots of targets, hasn't really produced. No. So that was a steal.
2: I was just trying to get Trade Tuesday going.
0: Um, and then I don't have the one right in front of me.
2: Uh, it was Barnage, Benjamin, 45-30. and 30. Olsen and Amendola
0: Yeah, and people are looking for reaction not from us on this. So, I mean, it just seems like he paid a little too much. Just an upgrade, a tight end that he got last week.
2: I mean, honestly, I would have done that deal uh, straight up. Yeah. You know, Joe gets a downgrade at tight end and a potential flyer for a keep. Right. Where Randy gets an upgrade at tight end, uh, especially to fill in for the buy. Um, and then also his injury re- replacement um, But the extra $75 was where I think a, a lot of people were missed at the deal. So
0: yeah, I mean There were some you know, some nice uh, group me back and forth uh, after the trade as well, but none of it made the group me because it was all too late best to group me, but There were some pretty good ones that may probably should have made it now that I to look at it, but uh, so and the one that Chad basically said so, uh, so Randy basically paid 1313 a few days ago for Barnage, gave him away. So essentially, it's Donnell plus Benjamin and 101 to get Amendol and Olsen. So that's a lot of money for those those guys. Uh, <laughs> so just trying to read through here, too. There's some pretty good stuff. Uh, then you know, Joe. Joe said, point out a better wide receiver available. You know, uh, Blaine says, A.J. Green, Michael Floyd, Decker, Hopkins.
2: Cobb was thrown out. In Mon- yeah, Monqueef, Mon-queef
0: yeah. Uh, this one was good, though. Sam said, you can quit selling, Schefter. The trade is final. That one was good. Also, Reggie Wayne, uh, Rick came with. I don't think he's probably better than him, but it was nice, nice by Rick there.
2: And it did make me chortle uh, when Wendell calls himself <laughs> Poop Bread. Right. Yeah, it
0: just, just makes me LOL. So, yeah, that was pretty good. I don't even know. Should we even do the rest of this group me stuff? There wasn't that great. It was not that great. Rick swindled uh, me out of Starks. That was Joe. Uh, Jay said the the Pacers 107 T Pups, 103. Thanks for the NBA update. Yeah. You know, some people don't really want to hear that on here. That's what I'm here for. Uh, anti-guru came in with son of a buck. I was good. Get- <laughs> that one will always make me laugh. Uh, how about this one, Rick? Uh, post a picture of you and Allison on the field in here before you post it to Facebook. I don't think we saw that. And then there was lots of – Randy kind of just left a couple stories about – I'm not even going to say it, but some, <laughs> I don't know who listens to this. So Randy told a story, but no one really – Got the end of it. Jay said, Randy, will you be attending the Center Grove State Final or Champs Wedding? Uh, Anti-Guru also put the pick of Wiggs smoking a cig. So, streak was broken. Was uh, a good run, Wiggs. Good run. <laughs> uh, waiver Wire this week. Uh, Joe with Danny Amendola has got to be the <laughs> yeah. biggest one with the flip that there. That takes the cake. Yeah. A bunch of kickers that no one gives a shit about and yeah players on the bench old sacks had tutty 10 points jace jay cutler 23 and matt jones for 19 greg had andre ellington with 13 sam big ben came out of nowhere yeah 24 points uh chafe floyd with 23 Oh, and we're also at 18-10, to 10, 08 against 07. Rise up. Uh, Greg over Randy, Dog over Byron, Jay over Wiggs. That's it, man.
2: All right. We're, we're at
0: out. Hour 16. Have fun with this one, guys. Peace. Later. <laughs>